welcome to another episode of NL Full Time Podcast. We've been up and down the country this year watching the National League and the curtain comes down on the National League season today as we go to Wembley to watch Halifax v Gateshead. It's me, Joe Pope from Off The Line Blog with D- Dickie Wharton as usual. Uh, we're here to watch the FA Trophy final. Here's how it went. We're sat in a very quiet media area here at Wembley Stadium, and uh, yeah, if we're talking about uh, northeast non-league football, the name that comes to mind immediately is Mark Carruthers. Um, very lucky to have him sat opposite us. Uh, great to see you, here, Mark. You're here, obviously covering Gateshead today. Um, yeah, how are you feeling about the day? Uh, well, firstly, thanks for the kind words. Uh, it means a lot. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. I don't tend to do nerves, um, but I think possibly because of the relationship I've formed with Gateshead over the last four years since they had the troubles and you know came from 72 hours within going under to, to where they are now it's uh, there are a few nerves I don't mind saying that um, they're up against it uh, you know as we were saying before we start recording that they've got 13 fit senior players they'll have four three or four young kids on the bench uh, one of the senior players on the bench is a goalkeeper so they are right up against it but they were in the semi-final against Barnet they were in the quarter-final against Farsley they had you know skeletal sides out um, so yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting game I, I don't think there's a lot between the two sides I think the league table shows that um, I should warn everyone I did see Gateshead against Halifax uh, at the International Stadium about three months ago and it was possibly the worst game I've seen this season Nil-nil. they could have been sat here now and still not scored but uh, yeah, it was uh, hopefully a bit more entertaining today. Yeah. I, I think my my gut instinct was that if this game had happened a little bit closer to the end of the league season, that I would have made Gateshead favourites on that because of the, the form that they found towards the end of the season when, yeah, they had lots of games in hand, but, you know, their, their survival in this division was still, you know, on a bit of a knife edge. They found a tremendous run of form, didn't they? I think it was four defeats in 28 games I think in all competitions or maybe five by the time the season had finished but I look at um, I look at this Gateshead side and I think without trying to downplay the trophy and kind of trying to play it up really aren't we but the main focus of the season was remaining in the in, in the in the National League on a on a, a small budget we'll say um, with a small squad of players uh, and they've done that so today is kind of a bonus I'm not going to say there's no pressure on them to win the cup final of course there's pressure on them but their main, main target for the season has been achieved so today if they can get through this if they can win the trophy then it would just be a, a remarkable achievement for everyone and I keep saying this and I'll, I'll bang this drum for as long as I can but Mike Williamson for me is, is manager of the season in the National League keeping the club up got the first round of the FA Cup people say it's only one win but they still got through against Altrinham Um and, and now got a trophy final. He's the first Gateshead manager in the entire history of the club to get them to a major cup final at Wembley. So, for me, the job he's done this year, and I should say him Watson, he's, he's assistant manager as well, it's it's beyond belief what they've done. Uh, uh, not just what they've achieved as well, but I think what always strikes me is the style in which they achieve it as well. You know, you, you would think, you know, coming up into the National League um, and surviving your first season, that it might be that there'd be a lot of ugly victories, etc., but Gateshead don't do things that way, do they? They they, they play, um, you know, proper watchable football, and and you know they're handicapped by the the, the loss of Langstaff and Scott at the start of the season as well. But they've managed to maintain playing in that same way, finding players who fit that mould. Um, yeah, I I'm in agreement with you. You know, I think Mike Williamson certainly should be in that conversation. Um, 
but it, it means they're great to watch, doesn't it? They are. It's, it's a very, um, it's an interesting style of player that's kind of um, evolved throughout the season. Really, it, it's um, they, they were brilliant last year in the National League North and worthy champions. And there was some doubt as to whether that sort of style of play would transform into the um, the National League, but they've done it. They took the time getting there. Um, and I should say as well, they've had a horrific injury crisis that's really lasted all season. So you look at players, kind of big signings are made in the summer, like Lewis Knight has hardly played because he's been injured that they've had I don't think they've really had the strongest side out all season if I'm honest which again makes it even more incredible what they've done um, the style of play is, is very um, what you'd expect to see in the Premier League you know, playing out from the back getting your midfielders on the ball trying to dictate the, the, the play but then I look at the midfield and, and the forwards and you think people like Adam Campbell Greg Ollie uh, Owen Bailey who I think will be playing right wing back today to be honest um, Camel Conte who they got alone from Middlesbrough these are footballers the ball players there's no point going long you know because you, you, you're completely neutralising what is probably a, your strongest part of your game which is that midfield so yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting how that works on this pitch because they're probably going to need to do that and, and maybe tie Halifax out a bit and try and you know dictate the game and the flow and if they can then who knows yeah, Mark, we're really looking forward to the game. It should be a good spectacle. Um, it's a pleasure to catch up with you, and uh, thanks for your time. So I'm here with uh, Gateshead content creator Dan Bell, uh, ahead of the FA Trophy final. Dan, how are you? Uh, how are you? How much are you looking forward to the final? Uh, very much so. Uh, it still feels a bit sort of surreal that I'm actually here again supporting Gateshead. I didn't, weren't sure it would ever come about again after. Um, after the uh, 2014 playoff final but lo and behold here we are uh, I'm excited uh, pretty nervous as well but uh, we're here and uh, whatever happens you know I'm, I'm really proud of the lads for uh, just being here and obviously it's been a, a really good season in the end would this sort of be like the, the cherry on top lifting a bit of silverware at Wembley absolutely and when you consider obviously last year we won the National League North um, to see this club uh, win some silverware to impact of that season to just be absolutely insane just totally beyond my wildest dreams as as a Gateshead fan um, and, uh, and, and uh, to do it here it'd be immense I mean but the thing is I, I don't actually think this would be the, the peak for us I still think there's more to come from this group of lads and from this club as a whole and obviously no Marcus Denanga today obviously cup tied how does how does that change your sort of plans for today? Uh, well, obviously he only came in in uh, uh, February, I believe it was. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, we've still got the likes of Adam Campbell out there. The, this might maybe a good day, good day for Aaron Martin to finally shine. Uh, Will Harris can uh, contribute with one or two. And then if you, you look at look, we've got goals from midfield as well. I like think how many uh, Owen Bailey's contributed with Greg Ollie, uh, Dan Ward. So uh, there is threats throughout the team. Um, but it's just about not get dro- getting drawn into the occasion, just, just playing the football. And uh, if we can do that, then with every chance. And you talked about Greg Ollie there in a in a final where you it's going to be probably quite close. Is he potentially going to be the match winner for Gateshead today? I think he could offer us something that's a little bit different. He's a sort of player that, if need be, could take this game by the scruff of the neck. Um, maybe he might prop uh, up with a goal, but you look at him out of the assists he's had uh, both this season and last season. Uh, he's certainly a playmaker, uh, obviously. 
I think for us as fans, our greatest fear is uh, is uh, a bigger club coming in from that. That's the problem with football at this level. There's, there's always a bigger fish. Um, so, I mean, fingers crossed we can keep him. I think he does. I think he is happy at the club. I think he obviously loves the club. He's a proud day for him to lead us out at Wembley. So, we'll see how it goes. And we know how Gateshead are going to approach this game. They're going to be on the front foot. They're going to try and play and try and score. Uh, a couple of goals as they've done most games this season how do you think Halifax will approach uh, well, if you look at Halifax they have got like, they have got threats themselves like, you think the likes of uh, Diasarue um, Ali uh, there's, there is some genuinely good players in there they obviously they, they finished a, a couple of places above us in the league uh, we played them at the International Stadium in March uh, it was an awful oh, game right, uh, right, goal right, draw right, but uh, shows they're, they're well organised I mean like, you, you might look at their, their goals records and think oh they're not scoring them but they're certainly not letting in many either so uh, they're going to be a tough nut to crack but it is going to be a good game and hopefully a good advert for the National League and just finally we've just seen Ascot United lift the, the FA Vars how nice would it be in a couple of hours time to see Halifax lift uh, sorry Gateshead lifting that uh, that trophy oh it'd be probably one of the highlights of my entire life and uh, obviously watching that game there I think Ascot just about deserved it on the day it was a close game uh, I think I think the trophy final is going to be similar um, but as, as long as we just put everything out there um, and if, if it is us that, that win it today then uh, I'm sure it won't be undeserved and the same can probably go for Halifax as well So the teams are out for the final uh, for Gateshead as expected um, when we spoke to Neil he said that they had a depleted bench and that's exactly what they've got the 11 is James Montgomery in goal back 5 of Robbie Tinkler Kenton Richardson, Louis Storey, Owen Bailey and Carl Magne in midfield. Greg Ollie, Dan Ward and Camille Conter. And up front, Aaron Martin and Adam Campbell on the bench for Gateshead. Philip Marshall, Will Harris, Lewis Knight. And then four youngsters making up the bench. Dylan Archer, Ollie Thompson, Ben Franklin and Mauro Asika Ogu. And for Halifax... Um, Pretty much as you'd expect, Sam Johnson in goal, Tyler Cordner, Jack Senior, Jesse Deborah, Jamie Stott and Angelo Capello. Midfield, Rob Harker, Harvey Gilmore, Jamie Cook and up front is Milenic Ali or Rob Harker. Obviously no Manny Dizarufwe in the squad, he's suspended. On the bench for Halifax, Luke Summerfield, Matt Warburton, Tom Clark. Max Wright, Fidel O'Rourke, Toddy Lavell and Frankie Sinfield. Um, does anything stand out there, Dickie, for you? Probably not in the, the starting 11s, but more so I think it's that, that depth on the substitutes benches that, um, that that we mentioned earlier. You know, you look and you think if this was to go, you know, to a, to an extra 30 minutes, then then possibly not not just the... It's the experience that Halifax have got on their bench that they'd be able to utilise over the, the, the youth of, you know, the Gateshead team. But, you know, I have to say for, for Gateshead, what a fantastic experience for, for those four young lads who were on the bench there who you know, are only on the fringes of things, but you know, what a brilliant, brilliant opportunity to even just be on a substitute bench in a Wembley final. And a couple of obviously youngsters on the bench for Halifax, Teddy Lavelle and Frankie Sinfield. No Sam Minahan on the bench, noticeably for FC Halifax, which won't come as a surprise to Shaman fans. Um, yeah, that is the teams. 
So we're here with uh, Matt Halifax fan before the uh, FA Trophy final. Matt, the big day's here. How much are you uh, looking forward to the game? Yeah, really looking forward to it, mate. Obviously, it's, um, seven years since we were last here, and I was, I was much younger then, so I think we can take it in a bit more this time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird to come down yeah, last time we thought it would be the only time for God knows how long. So it's weird to be back, but yeah, we're going to enjoy it every moment. And obviously, both teams are fairly level in the season, um, in the table. Perhaps Halifax come in as the favourites, perhaps given their strongest squad and the fact that Gateshead are only down to 13 senior players. Would you say that's fair? I, could, I suppose you could say it's fair, but there's always the whole adage that form goes out the window in a cup final and all that. So, yeah, um, I, I think you can, I can agree with that. I can see where you're coming from, but I'm probably a bit too nervous to say yeah, that anyone's a favourite. But I, I can see where you're coming from, mate, yeah. And obviously, no Manny Dizirufwe uh, today. Every time I've watched Halifax this season, he's been sort of the, the main man up front. How does the approach change without him? I think we'll probably go a little bit more defensive, although to be fair, we've been quite defensive for quite a lot of the season, and it, it, it's worked lately. Uh, so, yeah, it, it will be a challenge, but, you know, we've got these people like Rob Parker, and we've got somebody like Matty Warburton who can come off the bench and kind of train things maybe late on when people are a little bit tired. So, it, perhaps we're a little bit less physical, a bit, a bit try and keep it on the ground a bit more, given that Manny's quite tall. But I think... It's something that we'll be able to cope with. And when I've watched Halifax this season, I've always thought that they're the, the sort of side that needs to score first. Is it going to be one where if they actually concede first, it could really be curtains already? I hope not. I mean, you know, we, we conceded first against Wrexham and came back to win, and that's the most difficult game probably all season. So we've proven we can do it, but I would agree that it's obviously you want to get that first goal to settle yourself, don't you? Especially on a day like today, the nerves will play a part. So I think either either side will want to score first, um, but I definitely want to score first, I'll put it that way. And obviously the manager, Chris Millington, he's come into a lot of criticism from some Halifax fans this season, but he's got you mid-table and he's also got you to an FA Trophy final. Has he proven some of those doubters wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I never doubted him, to be honest, mate. So when so I went down to Notts County away when we were five points off the bottom of the table and they were singing Pete Wilde's Barmy Army, and I found that a bit disrespectful, I'll be honest. It's kind of, you know, that, that, that that's happened, that's moved on, let's get behind this guy. And I would never call for a manager to be sacked unless things were going horribly wrong. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, what is it, one defeat in our last 15, we're coming to it in great form. I'm, I'm really happy for Millie that he's been able to stick with it and, and see things out and obviously like you said he's got us to this day and we, we might have been here seven years ago but we'll never forget this day either yeah. and obviously the focus is on today but going forward to next season how do you actually then kick on next season and push for the top seven which will probably be the aim yeah i think so it's, it's really difficult because obviously under pete wild we kind of maybe had a bit of a false impression because you know we we were never the fourth best team in the division. We punched above our weight and we did it so well. So it's finding our level, I think. But I think kicking on, we've, we've got to look to be more aggressive. We've got to look to be, you know, hit the, hit the front foot and be more attacking. Because as much as Millie has had a bit of success sitting back and playing on the counter and being a bit more defensive, it's not great to watch. So you, you want a bit more excitement. You want a bit more fun. Obviously, we come to football to have fun, don't we? So that's what I'd like to see. But at the same time, I'm happy with where we are. I think 
you know, my, my dad will remember us in the league, but to me, we're, we're a National League team, this is our level. So I think a solid base, mid-table, and then if we can have a bit of fun occasionally with a bit more attacking, that would be great, but I'm happy with where we are. And finally, kickoffs fast approaching. What's your, what's your prediction oh, for, for the game? I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that. Okay, I'm going to go for 2-1 Shaman. And who's going to be the difference for, for Shaman today? Who's going to be the difference? Um, I'm going to go for Matt Warburton to come off the bench and be that X-Factor. Yeah, away we go here then. The FA Trophy final, Gateshead and Halifax. So we're 20 minutes in here. Not much to report so far. Gateshead uh, were passing the ball around fairly comfortably, but uh, just the game's a little bit attritional now, Dickie. Yeah, it was. I think there was just that early bit of excitement, I'm guessing, you know, that all that. These teams haven't played for three weeks, you know, so they must have been uh, desperate to get out there. And we had a first five, ten minutes, which were a bit frantic. They settled down into a bit more of a pattern, but a pattern of not really very much happening. One thing that uh, is notable so far, um, notice that Jesse Deborah's playing very high. Obviously, Halifax using their win-back system, but uh, when Halifax do have the ball, Tyler Golden's sort of dropping a little bit deeper and allowing Jesse Deborah as the one to... Uh, to really get forward a couple of times he's got in and um, yeah been uh, he's been one of the better players so far for for the shaman another chance there for Halifax a lovely run from uh, Tyler Golden and it's once again Tyler Golden to Rob Harker lovely ball in behind the gates head defense to to Harker he took a touch couldn't quite uh, get a shot away and Montgomery came out to uh, to smother that one but uh, Halifax are growing into the game another corner for Halifax and it's golden again uh, for them getting in well down the right hand side uh, neat one two and uh, cr cross put in put behind by Louis Story but another chance for, for Gilmore to put it in Dickie yeah it is um, I think Greg Ollie was very wary of making a challenge there he, he was uh, golden had, had breezed past him and he'd just gone into the penalty area and didn't want to dangle out a leg uh, which meant he was able to get a dangerous ball in. Taking it short and a, another good block from Gateshead to prevent uh, prevent it going in. Harvey Gilmore on the edge of the box, put behind by a defender from Gateshead. It's another corner for Halifax. Will they go short again, Dickie? Well, they've got two men come to the flag. I was saying to you earlier, it almost feels a bit of a waste that you, you know, you're almost signalling your intention to play it short by having two men there or you, you're you know, leaving yourself a man short in the box by having there as a decoy. And once again, they play it short. Milena Kelly on the ball. He tries to twist and turn away, but well jockeyed from Dan Ward. And absolutely brilliant defending from Dan Ward. Brilliant defending. Shepherds the ball out of play and uh, that's a goal kick. And we've got the first goal of the afternoon and uh, Mike Williamson will be very, very disappointed. They always look to play Gateshead. They always look to play it short. But what a cock-up that is, Dickie. Uh, they played it short. James Montgomery smashed a clearance after a, a poor back pass and it's ended up in his back of the net. Yeah, it's always a risk, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, it, it kicks the ball against uh, Jamie Cook, the Halifax player. I'm not even sure he knew exactly where it had gone, but you just managed to look up in time to see his rebound flying into the net and uh, yeah Halifax have the lead yeah and uh, 
Jamie Cook, the goal scorer, two minutes before half time, and uh, Halifax will be pretty happy. And there we have it, half time, Halifax 1, Gateshead 0, and to be honest, Dickie, it's not come through the most flashiest of finishes, let's say, but I think that's probably just reward for, for Halifax's efforts this half. Yeah, they probably have, but they were just starting to look. You know, more dangerous as that second, as that first half progressed. Uh, it, it, it was entirely of Gates' own creation that goal, really. Just the poor back pass, Montgomery given very little time to do anything with it. Couldn't dive in at, at, at Cook's feet because he probably would have conceded a penalty. Um, there's very, very little in this game, but yeah, ultimately, you know, that's the difference. It's just a mistake. And the one side you'd say, Dickie, that Gateshead wouldn't want to be 1-0 down against is one of the best teams defensively in the league in Halifax. Yeah, they've given themselves a problem there. You know, Gateshead have got to, um, you know, take the initiative a little bit now. You know, 1-0 down, they, you know, how long can they afford to wait before being a, bit, a little bit more committed in there going forward? They've been quite cagey. Um, that's not going to get you anything in a, in a, you know, in a game that... You have to win this, you know, it's 90 minutes, it's glory or nothing. Um, so they've got to go for it at some point and be interesting to see if Halifax can take advantage of that. And uh, yeah, there we have it. A uh, Halifax lady to my right is already jumping up and down uh, in celebration. Long way to go yet, but at half time it's Halifax 1, Gateshead 0. Well, it's certainly Gateshead that have made the better start in this second half, Dickie. And once again, it's a ball in behind the Halifax defence to Dan Ward down the left and another corner for Greg Olley. Yeah, Ward's looking um, uh, one of the, the, the shining lights in this display for Gateshead at the moment. Um, we're just going to see what they're going to do with these corners now because they, you know, it, it's, it's fine winning them, but you've got to do something with them. And they've obviously got some big lads up, up from the bat, uh, Richardson, Magney, so you've, uh, you'd hope that they would put it into the box at least. Yeah, you would think so. I mean, it does seem a waste of guys of that size to not do And that. they are, and oh, nearly there. It was uh, Owen Bailey, not one of the biggest players for Gateshead, actually, but uh, nice little run to the front post, and uh, he got on the end of that, but, but just wide. Yeah, I think Bailey's, well, um, it flies under the radar a bit there, almost literally, because of he isn't one of the bigger guys there. I don't think they picked him up, and uh, yeah, a header across the face of goal. Um, positive for Gateshead. I think the fact they're attacking their fans in this half as well will help. You know, they are a big help to them, and I think they're going to need it. Yeah, and uh, after that, Jesse Deborah gone down with what looks like a little bit of cramp. Um, and uh, hopefully for Halifax he's uh, not injured nothing too serious but he, he's been really good so far so it looks like Gateshead are just tweaking their system a little bit Camille Conter's playing a bit more of an advanced forward um, or sorry advanced midfielder um, sort of as a false nine um, they struggled really to uh, to penetrate that Halifax back line and uh, certainly against three Aaron Martin struggled today up there by himself and uh, obviously they don't have many options off the bench Gateshead but you would imagine that if they are going to get back into this and change something then maybe a forward coming on Will Harris and Lewis Knight on the bench um, perhaps go man for man and, and have three out and out attackers with Aaron Martin and Adam Campbell plus a another um, because at the moment 
Mahidas are really struggling to break through a, a really strong back line from uh, the Shaman. Little stoppage in play here, Jesse Debrett gone down with injury and uh, it looks as if Luke Summerfield is coming on for Halifax. Um, you would imagine going back to a, a flat back four now. Um, Deborah doesn't look like he can continue in. And that's a real blow, Dickie, but he's been brilliant this afternoon. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's a big part of that Halifax defence and it, it will um, weaken them for him to go off. There's clearly a bit of a change in formation coming if it's Luke Summerfield that's coming on. But I suppose he's coming off with the advantage of them having a one-goal lead. So, you know, if, if they want to just shore things up and, you know, sit back and be a bit more defensive, then at least they've got the game position that lets them do that. And uh, it is indeed Luke Summerfield coming on for the Shaymen. And every time I've seen him this season, Luke Summerfield, he's always been the best player on the pitch. So uh, not, uh, not the worst person to bring on. What a save there from... James Montgomery made up for that uh, that error in the first half. A weaving run from Milena Kali after a, a misplaced pass once again from Gateshead, uncharacteristic from them. Uh, Milena Kali broke away and uh, twisted and turned, got a shot away, and James Montgomery, the ball coming through a crowd of bodies in the penalty area, but got down well and uh, kept that one out. What a save from James Montgomery. It was... Uh, Hunter there with a, a chance for Halifax. He turned it goalwards, but a really good save from Montgomery and potentially one that keeps him in the game, Dickie. Yeah, Hunter absolutely living up to his name there with a, a, a poacher's effort at the far post from that free kick. I mean, he was straight at Montgomery, um, but, you know, he, he still showed great reflexes to get um, something in between the ball and the goal and uh, keep Gateshead in this game. Ball in the box by Kali as the Shaman fans are on their feet. Forced a, a throw in right in front of them as a as a Gateshead player hits the deck. Perhaps a little bit of cramp. Th two or three players going down with cramp at the moment. Jack Senior and, and Rob Harker on the far side for Halifax. A um, lot of tired bodies out there. And uh, Gateshead... Uh, down to our right, uh, a chorus of noise as they whip up their fans. Uh, a chance of Adam Campbell, well saved by Sam Johnson. And the, the rebound was put behind for a corner. And uh, it's Greg Ollie going to take the corner. They're not going to do a short one. They're going to get it into the box, put a bit of pressure on Halifax's back line. And after all of that, it fizzles out into nothing um, and that pretty much sums up Gateshead's afternoon doesn't it Dickie? Yeah it does um, a reasonable position there Greg Ollie you know he uh, but, yeah, just didn't, I don't know what, it, what the, the difficulty is or what the problem is but the, yeah just a, a lacking a little bit of conviction I think ultimately and we're joined uh, in the final no final is complete in the uh, non-league finals day without a chat with Phil Annetts uh, from the FA Cup Fat Files. So what are your thoughts on, on today? Yeah, I've enjoyed enjoyed the day. Um, I have to say the, the uh, FA Trophy final wasn't the best game in the world. Um, I think we know why in terms of a uh, bit of legginess of no games for, for three weeks or so. So it was, it was close and uh, overall the two matches I've seen today have been quite entertaining. 
and how nice is it that the season for all the sort of the the talk around the Wrexhams and the Notts Counties, the fact we finished with thirty thousand packed into Wembley to to watch two two real good teams with really good backing. Yeah, I think you said it all. Though, the backing there for these two clubs is fantastic, given that. Uh, you know, they haven't been, well, I guess they've been in the shadow of the other two big clubs, Wrexham and Ox County, all season. Uh, but um, from what I've seen throughout the year, they've, they've been able to hold their own against anyone on their day. And uh, today has shown that they deserve to be in the final. And uh, yeah, it's, it's good for them both to be here and actually very well supported. And uh, obviously putting you a little bit on the spot, obviously you're the stat man, but what's your sort of, what would be your sort of takeaway from the FA Trophy this year? Oh, it's a, it's a question. Yes, thank you. Um, well, I think it's nice. I think it's the second time, isn't it, that FC Halifax have, have won the, the trophy. So uh, hopefully that'll be a platform for them on a springboard to go and do some good next year. And I think for Gateshead, fantastic for them to have that day out. The crowd, the support for them has been brilliant. And uh, you know, given the troubles they've had in recent times, I think they'll see that as a fantastic pathway to future success. Here with Mike Williamson after the, uh, the FA Trophy final. Mike, not to be, but you couldn't really have asked much more from your players? No, no, good summary. Um, yeah, like I say, immensely proud. The boys give everything they've got and sometimes it's not enough. Um, but what you can control is, is what you uh, leave out there. And I think we left everything out there. And the fact that even sort of half an hour after the game, the fact that sort of a couple of thousand fans from Gateshead were all still giving their thanks to the, the players and your efforts, that's credit to what you've built this season. Well, I think it's credit to them, really. I think um, they're, the, uh, they're the foundation of every football club. And um, what's really nice is to give them opportunities to uh, have a focal point and to uh, plan and prepare and enjoy. Um, obviously, it's always nice to put the icing on the cake and bring the trophy home. But the, 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 the enjoyment for us is you know, giving the fans the, something to shout about. And uh, But yeah, they're the ones that own the club. They're the ones that show up and they're the reason we have a club. And ultimately, first season back in the National League and you finished sort of mid-table, got to the got to Wembley as well, didn't get the silverware in the end, but you've got to be immensely proud of the season that you've had. Um, immensely proud of the boys, yeah. Um, like I say, the outcomes are the outcomes, um, the passion and the love is working with those, that group of lads and um, yeah, trying to make a difference in the community, trying to give them something to focus on. Um, like say um, next season we believe that if we can um, keep improving then we can keep getting better and that's uh, that's the enjoyment of it and just finally I thought it was quite evident the fact that even despite the fact you're still 1-0 down and time was running out the team still looked to play and that's credit to the belief and the, the coaching of you and your staff yeah yeah like I say it's credit to them like I say um um, on another day, I feel as though we could have, uh, you know, we might have uh, nicked a goal out of rubber green. But you've got to give credit to Halifax how uh, how well they defended and, and they're good at really good at what they do. Uh, but the boys never give up, and like I say uh, we've come to come to be used to that now, and we've done it many times. Chris, perfect end to a season for you, I imagine. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it couldn't have gone better today. I think it, you know we we did. <laughs> I didn't want to come away from here with nothing you know I was acutely aware that um, that it's winner takes all and it's such a big occasion you don't want to just come and enjoy being at Wembley uh, you want to come and enjoy being uh, victorious at Wembley so delighted with that and and uh, over the moon for everybody involved um, the players have really uh, really earned this with what's been at times a very difficult season the fans have had to endure some really tough times with us um, with some poor performances but over the season we've built we've got better we've got stronger and um, to have this as the culmination of, of our hard work is um, 
uh, yeah, it's really humbling. Has it been difficult keeping the players sort of on the boil, as it were? Because it's three weeks since the league season ended now. Has that, that been difficult? No, not so much. I think the hardest part about it is, is it occupying so much of your headspace because, you know, um, we had a week off and then we've had two weeks of training with a game in between that where um, uh, Hibs sent down a B team, which was really good of them and helped us in our preparations. But, um, yeah, the, the difficult thing has been not overthinking it. That's been the real challenge. Your first full season in the management, how's that, that been for you? Uh, a massive learning curve and, and I feel much better equipped to go and make a better fist of it next season. Uh, here with Jamie Cook after the FA Trophy final, the match winner. Um, I'm sure many, everybody else has asked you, but not the goal you perhaps uh, would have expected. Yeah, that's it, you know, but... Uh, I think it kind of sums up my my uh, kind of game. The goal, you know, just kind of energetic, hard work, and you know, a lot of pressure. And as as lucky as it was, I couldn't I couldn't thank for a better uh, a better goal. You know, no matter how it went in, it went in, and that's the main thing. And, it, and it's the winner, and we've won a trophy, and I'm so happy for everyone and the team and the fans. And is that sort of testament to the group, the fact that you had a tough start to the season, and the fact that you've come to Wembley? bit of silverware to add to it it's a bit of the cherry on the cake isn't it yeah definitely I think especially towards the uh, the last stages of the season how we've performed and, um, you know we've kind of turned the season around a little bit with, with how we've been playing and the results we've been getting so I think that is the absolute cherry on the cake like you said um, just and, and I think we, can, we we thoroughly deserve it with how we've been playing and uh, and the determination of the group you know with how the start of the season went uh, you know everyone's knuckled down the fans have stayed with and, and you know it's a massive thing for the fans as well and I hope they've you know enjoyed the day and you feel that this is probably just the start of what this group can achieve because uh, we've really had a good end to the season yeah massively massively I think yeah yeah like you say it's the start of something big um, which I can't agree more on really and, and you know the, the performances and results uh, in the second half of the season showed that I suppose a little bit of it you are encouraged to play aren't you I mean yeah. you, were, you were at your penalty area quite and not just because of the game situation, but you, you come out of your box quite a lot, you're encouraged to play, that's, you know, I guess, down to the gaffer and the way he wants to play. His style is unbelievable. Um, him, Busted, Rob, Belly, couldn't wish to play for a better bunch of staff, and I genuinely mean that. We couldn't wish to play for anyone better. Um, they're unbelievable human beings, they're unbelievable coaches in the detail. And I'm more good for them more than anyone because they deserve the second year, another year of silverware. Obviously, it was a runners-up, but they more than anyone for the jobs that they do with us every, every, every day. Like they deserve, they deserve silverware. Um, and I hope that next year we can go one better and get something for them. Sure, you had great support today as well, didn't you? Fantastic. Really loud. I mean, we, the group of your fans to our right hand side from the press box, and they were just on their feet all game. Yeah, class. It was brilliant. Um, it's not very often where. I can't hear myself and I was screaming I was thinking this is just getting wasted here um, because they were so loud and I couldn't hear myself shouting so no, they were brilliant and it's a pleasure to play for We'll let you get on your way and uh, I don't know what you've got planned for this evening but um, I expect it's a, it's a holiday now booked is it? Yeah I've got a holiday with my missus in June which I look forward to I'm, I'm focusing on my, my coaching I've got to get through my B licence because um, I'm obviously looking at, towards life after football yes. um, I've got to do that now I'm getting to that age so that, that's where <laughs> my head is at so I'm going to try and get through my badges in the summer sure. um, have a nice bit of time with the missus and then go again next year yeah and you're like after football under your arm as well you're, you're glove yeah brand, glove brand yeah so uh, it's the first time that's been out at Wembley today um, we've got Ben Wilson next week in Coventry so fingers crossed for Ben 
Uh, it would have, I'm obviously a Sunderland fan, so it would have been a bit of a conflict of interest if they got through. But no, I hope uh, I hope Ben can can get the first win and we can see them in the Premier League. Fingers crossed next year. That that, that would be the dream. <laughs>